Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hi friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife, a furry gardener, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health, until I finally learned there was more to getting healthy and smaller than just eating less and moving more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple Podcast, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and the frustration with the ever-changing health rules. I go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Are you ready to learn how to tailor your journey to you and your current health for solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement? Results that are undeniable, like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss? This is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Did you know that weight loss is tied to gut health? Really, it really, really is. So when one of the steps on my path is gut health, it's there for a reason. Without a healthy gut, we are not healthy. Both physical and mental health is dependent on our dietary intake. It's also dependent on the manipulations or what happens to that food by our gut microbiota. Our gut microbiota plays a huge role in digestion, nutrient conversion, absorption, and detoxification. It does more than that, but those are the main things that we look at when we talk about manipulations of the foods that we're eating. Research has found that the makeup of the diversity, meaning all the different strains of our gut bugs, is based on the diets we eat. The compensation actually will change drastically when we switch to a new diet or a new way of eating. So that's really good news. And it only takes about 14 days for the gut microbiome to kind of change or the the gut bugs to get a new diversity after we change the way we're eating. This is what we know so far from current research. The baseline gut microbiota, which is, you know, remember, that's that fancy name for the big giant gut bug zoo ecosystem that lives inside of us. So if we look at the baseline of the gut microbiota, it outperformed any other factor in predicting individuals' weight loss. It's also good to know that as weight loss happened, there was a change in the abundance of certain strains of gut bugs. Meaning, they're looking at the gut health and the strains of bugs that are there, and it could predict if you were going to lose weight easier or it was going to be more difficult, but as the weight was lost, the balance of those different strains changed, which is a good thing. So obese individuals had the smallest variety or diversity of gut bacteria. They had a higher amount of a certain strain called Firmicutes, which is a type of bacteria that is thought to cause weight gain, specifically by sucking out even more calories out of the food. So as we're digesting complex sugars that the other bacteria didn't deal with, stuff that normally would pass through like we talk about fiber, it sucked out even more sugars and fatty acids out of that food source and put it in the bloodstream, 
meaning we actually got more calories out of that food than somebody with a healthier or different diversity in their gut microbiome would have. They also found that um, in some very, very new research that those that struggled to lose weight the most had the lowest amount of a strain called acromancia. Acromancia has been found to help heal leaky gut by thickening the mucosal lining and help increase metabolism and weight loss. So the fact that people that struggled to lose weight had lower forms of this strain kind of puts in perspective how gut health and weight loss is tied. This information isn't to dispel the energy balance of weight loss. This is just to add into another layer that affects the energy balance. You see, calories in, calories out is not a stagnant number. There's all these excess factors. So if we can help other areas either increase the rate we're burning or decrease the amount of calories we're getting out of a food, we can help our bodies more efficiently with that energy balance to get to a healthy weight, maintain the healthy weight. And that's what this is all about. I am not saying that if you can just take acromancia and you're going to all of a sudden lose all this weight. That is not at all what I'm saying. I am saying that if we can get our gut health in order, it will aid in our weight loss. So let's keep going on some of these studies. So what I found really interesting as I was digging deep into all the different studies is those who had a higher amount of bacteroid strains, and I probably just butchered that, don't struggle with weight loss. They lose weight, even if they're obese, easier because of those strains that are higher. Those strains help them somehow. They're still studying all of this. It's all new. But when you start looking at the humans in these trials and what's happening, it gives us a basic understanding that we need to get our gut health in order. I can go on and on and on about gut bacteria and how it's linked to a healthy metabolism, till it's linked to how you lose weight. But the bottom line is, is having proper gut diversity will help you increase your metabolism, but it will also help you live a long, healthy life. And when I say diversity, I am not talking about grabbing your probiotic off the shelf, grabbing your yogurt that's processed and doesn't really have a lot of different strains of bacteria in it, and it isn't really fermented, um, and taking that day in and day out. That is as much of a problem as not doing anything at all. Gut diversity comes from eating a diverse diet, eating a variety of foods, um, leafy greens, all sorts of variety of foods. But, and, and I'm not talking processed foods, I'm talking about whole foods when I talk about a variety of foods to feed our gut bacteria and all the different ones that it needs. But if you do need to help some help repopulating your gut and taking a probiotic, you shouldn't take any certain brand with strains and look at the back because there's millions of strains of gut bacteria. They are finding new ones all the time. So we don't even know how many are out there. But look for a handful. Get three to four different probiotics and cycle through them every 30 days. Do not focus on having the same probiotic that you are ingesting day in and day out. 
that disrupts your gut microbiome and balance because it's not giving you diversity. There is not enough strains in that probiotic to diversify the gut. It only has what's in that one. So we want to get a variety if you're trying to populate it that way. Let's think of some other ways of doing it. So let's dive into that next. One of the first steps in trying to get your gut healed and repopulated is doing your best to cut out added sugar and processed foods. Sugar and processed foods tend to feed the types of bacteria that throw us further into dysbiosis. Um, so we want to stick to real whole foods when we're trying to get in balance. There are things that you can have occasionally, some of the time, maybe once a week. But when we're trying to work on getting this balance, we want to stick to whole foods as much as possible to feed and balance out our gut bacteria. The different strains will take what they need from that real whole foods. If you suspect a leaky gut, or you know you have some issues of that nature, try to source out some acromantia. It's not as easy to find. It's a newer strain on the market, um, but there is one in the U.S. at least for 30 days just to help populate what's going on there. 30 to 60 days, especially if you do know you have, if you do know you have leaky gut, maybe a 60-day round, I don't really love, like I just said, taking probiotics longer than that because it can throw other things out of balance. But to try to um, populate that strain to help with the gut line, uh, the stomach lining, the mucus lining. And also, when, when you're having the acromancia, stick to foods that feed it because you do have some in you. They need to populate and, and grow so what we want to do is stick to certain foods or add in and make sure we're adding in certain foods that help feed the acromantia bacteria because there is some inside you. So we want to make sure that we're, we're feeding it properly, which stick to red, blue, and purple produce. The ones heavy with polyphenols. They will help acromantia um, populate and get back into a more positive balance. So what else can we do to help diversify our gut bacteria or help feed the good stuff and balance it back out? For decades, we have been told to eat plenty of fiber because it helps feed the gut bacteria. However, there's a recent study that while fi fiber does feed the gut bacteria, there's also another way. Yay for those of us who do not do well with an abundance of fiber. Some of us only do well with a little bit of fiber. We don't do well with an abundance of fiber. And if you're curious about my whole fiber theory, go back to an older episode about fiber that I did. We are now going to enter the crazy world of ferments. A 17-week study found that fermented foods and drinks outperformed increased fiber intake for diversifying and increasing the gut microbiome. More studies are going to need to be done to figure out exactly why and what the mechanism is, but they found that adding in fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, truly fermented yogurt, kefir, kombucha, all of those were helpful in diversifying the gut more than fiber. Now, some of what I just said has fiber and some of it didn't. So you do what works best in your diet and what you can di digest and what you can't leave out. On a plus note, it was also found that ferments added in the immune function of the gut microbiome. So 
Fiber doesn't do that. It, it doesn't increase the immune function where the ferments did. So that is like an awesome thing because, you know, we're coming up on fall. We want our immune system nice and strong. So add some ferments in. Try some different ones. Just be careful of the added sugars in some of the drinks like kombuchas. There are plenty out there that are very low in added sugar. Some don't have any added sugar at all. The sugar in it is coming from the original ferment or the fruit flavoring. And when I say fruit flavoring, it's generally fruit juice. That's why there's added sugar. I mean, that's why there is some sugar. So read the labels, see what's in it. They, most fermented drinks like kombucha will have sugar listed because it is needed in the ferment. The bacteria needs something to eat to ferment. That's where the sugar comes from. So you do not have to be terrified of any sugar in, in that kind of fermented drinks. Um, just make sure there's no additionally added sugar. If you're seeing more than two and three grams a serving, stay away from it. That means they're adding it back in to make it taste better. One big caveat with ferments. If you are new to eating anything fermented, anything, drinks, eating, other than yogurt, start small. Um, a tablespoon, take a, you know, a quarter of your kombucha if it's true fermented kombucha, just make sure that it's not big enough to throw things out of whack right away. Um, you'll be able to build up as you go. So it's just you start small and build up your tolerance to it because you are adding in bacteria. So you want to make sure that you can handle the amount you're doing. Um, one of the things I forgot is there's fermented beets, fermented pickles. There's lots of fermented vegetables. There's lots of ways to get in ferments. And, you know, try it. You may not like it, but you probably, with the amount that's out there, can find something you like. And for some of us, we enjoy fermenting at home. It's like our own little science experiment. There's lots of great books on there. And the easiest way to start fermenting at home is probably sauerkraut, which is just salt and cabbage. Or if you want to try making your hand at making your own kombucha, it's really fun. And you just get a starter kit off of something like Amazon. I'll throw a link down below of one of my favorite suppliers off Amazon so that you can try to make some of your ferments at home. To wrap it all up, just know that diversity in your gut and having a healthy gut so that we're feeding them, it's in balance and we have the right diversity can aid in weight loss. It is not going to be the make or break, but it will aid there. And also when you're healthier, like I said in previous episodes, your metabolism works better and everything works more efficiently. So you're able to start losing weight and being healthier, and your immune system works. There's so much with gut health and weight loss. This is just one episode on a specific way your gut health affects your overall health, and we will be going into many of them. But for today, friends, do your best to eat a diversified diet. Introduce new foods regularly. Rotate through them. Don't try to eat the same things every day, every week. Even if you cook it a different way, it's still the same food. So, you know, in, in the summertime, add seasonal fruits and in the wintertime, add some seasonal squashes that are winter squashes and just start diversifying. Add a little something different each week and try something new. And don't forget those fun ferments. Like I am fun ferment lady. I love it. I just found a really great ferment that is fermented mushrooms and other things and it tasted like cola. It was really yummy. Um, I threw out the bottle so I don't know the name, but when I get one, Follow me on Instagram so that you can see what it is because it was really good. So for that, on that note, friends, focus on your gut health. 
it, it can aid in your weight loss and make your weight loss a little bit easier. It is an energy balance thing, but your gut health can affect your energy balance, so it's all tied together. Our bodies are whole beings. We've got to stop looking at things individually as sections and segmentizing what's going on and start looking at the whole body from top to bottom. On that note, friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it provided value that you can take into your own health journey. I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Share the podcast with others that will find the information as helpful as you did. It's through your support that I continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. If you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out and share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Together, let's keep spreading the knowledge, inspiration, and great conversations. Until next time, have a blessed day.